Hello, club members, and welcome back to another exciting mini episode where we talk about whatever we want, and that's just the way it goes. Whatever we want, however we want. You just have to take it. Whenever we want. Actually, no, we do it every other Wednesday. But (laughs) we're very excited to have you back. If you're new, welcome by joining, um, or I should say by listening to this podcast, you have joined the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Welcome, welcome. If you're back, we're so excited that you're here again and that you want to hear us ramble about other random topics. Yes, welcome to our little cult where there are no take backsies and you're stuck here. And you're stuck here forever. And there are no dues for the club. It is free. All you have to do is subscribe and listen and enjoy. Nope, that sounds creepy too. <laughs> I kind of liked it. Then, looks like you were doing like a NPR bit. That's kind of what I was trying to do, but it sounded weird. Reminded me of, of uh, Parks and Rec, which I love. <laughs> so welcome to the club. We're so excited to have you here. <laughs> we do have um, a Patreon page, a Patreon account. So if you are so inclined, you can join and support the club that way. And whenever you join, you do get voting rights. So you get to vote for whatever movie we cover every other week, the horror movie of the week, so to speak. Yes, you basically become uh, one of a select few who have power over us all, over what we cover, (laughs) what we watch. The reins are in your hands. You become our horror overlords. Yes. So... And I do want to give a shout out. We have two new horror overlords. So exciting. I'm so excited. It's so exciting. exciting. So we have Maya. Maya is um, one of our newest club treasures. Thank you for joining, Maya. Very, very exciting. And then a super special shout out to our newest club secretary. That is Ariana, who um, happens to be one of my very dear friends and also happens to be the reason for this week's mini episode because she called me up and she said, Kate, I need to know more about ectoplasm. So that's ectoplasm. I have no idea what that is. So Kate has not told me anything. Um, and so this will be new for me. It was new for me too. I'll just say, I honestly put am it very lightly. curious because I've heard ectoplasm mentioned in like, like references in horror movies and I never know what in the world is being talked about. Yeah. So that's a, all right. So that kind of brings me to my, my introduction. Well, yeah. So like, is that like Emma, whenever you think of the word ectoplasm, which I'm sure you think of often, what is the first thing you think about? I think of horror goop and I think of like, like a little goopy sign that a ghost has been there. (laughs) That's good. That's all I I got. I think that's what a lot of people think. I know whenever I hear ectoplasm, I immediately think of like Ghostbusters. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I just, that's the first thing that I think of when I think of ectoplasm. But I have to confess that I haven't seen Ghostbusters since like maybe I was eight. Well, I'm not kidding you, Kate. That's an issue we're going to have to tackle. We, we will address that issue off the air, I assure you. I said in Halloween, and by that I meant the entire month of October. In Halloween. Yeah, there's no <laughs> yeah. on Halloween. It's in Halloween. Yes, I've already checked. Halloween. I've already checked Home Goods and TJ Maxx. They don't have their horror stuff out yet or Halloween stuff, but it's June. I'm checking. It's getting I'm not there. That bad. It's getting, tis the season. As someone who really liked candy as a child, I know what you're thinking. Everyone likes candy when they're a child, but no, like, Emma really liked candy. Emma really liked candy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even we had um, to hide it. Yes, Halloween has been very near and dear to my heart and your stomach and my stomach. But we're not here to talk about Halloween. We're here to talk about ectoplasm. All right, let's hear it. We're here to talk about horror goop. Well, first of all, so like I thought, you know, Ghostbusters horror goop. Yeah, along the same lines. But Emma, why don't you just like do me a quick favor and Google image ectoplasm real fast. I'll wait. 
you just go do that. If you guys are listening at home and you're just hanging out by your phone, just Google image ectoplasm. That's all you have to look up. Google image ectoplasm. <laughs> Not quite what you expected. No, it looks like someone has silly string coming out of their nose. Right. So that's that's what. So you know, Ariana, I'm very confused. Yeah, I was too. So Ariana was like ectoplasm. I'm like, got it. Green goo. Google image search. No, what? <laughs> that's not what is this is happening. So. We're going to have to disturbing. It's very disturbing, extremely disturbing. Um, So I'll make that the the image for this episode. But to to explain ectoplasm properly, we need to go go back. We need to go back to the late 19th century. All all of these were vintage photos. They're all. Yes, this is 19th century shit. So we're going to go back to the 19th century. And to talk about ectoplasm, I first have to talk about spiritualism. So spiritualism was like a semi-religious movement that was really popular in the late 1800s. And it, it was all about communication with the dead through spirit mediums. And it had a lot of followers. So like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle of like Sherlock Holmes fame was a big follower of spiritualism. Uh, oh. and, and a lot of famous people were like... Um, Victoria Woodhull, who is the leader of the suffragist movement and also the first female to run for president, uh, she was really into this stuff. So, and I get Damn, it. I feel like we should all know her name if she was the first woman. To yeah, run for I president. also felt bad Takes that I ball. learned her name from uh, ectoplasm research. That yeah. felt like a my bad. I am so sorry, Victoria. Yeah, all of y'all should feel bad right now because we know you don't know her name. You either. don't know it either. <laughs> don't lie. But I get it because, like, it's very um, – all the mediums, most of the mediums were female, and that's still kind of part of mediumship today. It's very, very heavily um, female, and it's all female empowerment. So I can see that being very attractive to the suffragist movement. I get that. But all of this to say that people believed mediums. Like, they believed Wait, why them. Wait, fem- why is spiritualism connected to female empowerment? It was very much female-led. All the mediums, most of the mediums, if not – the vast majority ah, of mediums were women. And think so there like was Penny Dreadful. Hmm. Said so think like Penny Dreadful. I feel like there's a whole lot of like female mediums in that. I never watched Penny Dreadful. It's like late 1800s. And it's, well, then, yeah, then it's probably the same as this. Yeah. Probably influenced by this very real spiritualism movement. You would so think. all that to say, people believe mediums. Now let's get to ectoplasm. So. The term was invented in 1894 by this dude, Charles Roche, um, who was a French physiologist at the College of France, and he was known as a pioneer in immunology. He was a Nobel laureate. He won the 1913 Nobel Prize hmm. in physiology slash medicine uh, for his work in anaphylaxis. So that's kind of wild. Um, and he was very, very involved in the study of paranormal activity and spiritualism. Uh, he also studied um, extrasensory perception, also commonly called ESP, the sixth sense. Ah. He also heavily studied hypnosis. And before you start thinking this is a cool guy, he was also into like eugenics and was a racist piece of shit. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you prefaced it with that. Yeah. So don't get too attached. Yeah. Don't get too attached to Charles. He's a piece of shit, but he's the one who um, came up with the word ectoplasm. It's like if you were saying, oh, Oh, there's this guy who's pretty good at art, really loved his mother. <laughs> also, he murdered millions of people during World War II. And you're like, hmm. oh, okay. So he's not, not a good person. <laughs> but this Nobel laureate is 
saying, hey, this shit is crazy, but it's real. He was a Nobel laureate? I just said that. Yeah, he won a Nobel Prize in medicine in 1913 for his work in anaphylaxis. He's like known as one oh, of the pioneers yes. of immunology. Yeah, you, wow. br- you you forget about that when you hear eugenics. You're like, oh, he's Yeah, a I did kind of block that. Also, like I've been at medical orientation, so I think I also just blocked that out. That's that's fair. Nick, what do you want? Come say hi. Nick, Nick popped in. Nick, say hi to Emma. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, Nick. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. Nick, say hi to the club. Hey, club, don't put this in the episode. Please cut it out. Okay, I will. I won't. Not. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink my ginger ale. Oh, it was just so- Uh-huh. Wait, no, no. Xander got his blanket. You have to tug it. Let me just wait for them to finish tugging. Can you tug him that way? Just tug him out the door. Tug him out the door. <laughs> okay, hold on. Anyway, back to Nobel laureate piece of shit. So his whole gambit, his whole thing was ghosts are the next scientific frontier. So <laughs> other than- You thought it was space? It wasn't. It's not. The earth is flat and we're studying ghosts now. <laughs> And so he was all telling all these physicians and scientists that we need to start viewing the paranormal as an evolutionary development of human organic capacities. I kind of love it, but I kind of don't. See, right. It's like, I want to love it. And then I'm like, "Mm, you're a piece of shit. But yeah, it's like, I want to love it. And I'm like, you should probably go cure some diseases. But right. (laughs) (laughs) I think that we still have tuberculosis. If we could go... Fix yeah, that. It's like if you imagine like, getting the research proposal and like the grant proposal and you're like, that, wow, this is so cool. But I think I'm going to give it to diabetes. Research. <laughs> this is great. Love it. <laughs> going to look up some insulin stuff. But thanks. I We love your initiative. <laughs> Charles. We love the enthusiasm. But anyway, he this was like a revolution in scientific thought. So now that's kind of like the basis. Now, what is ectoplasm? There's a definition, and it's not horror goop, not the official one. It is is a material that is excreted from the mouth of a spiritual medium while they're in a trance, which if you've Google imaged this or looked at the image Ah. for this episode, uh, it's it's that. So now we're never going to pull in a different French physician, and he's he's also a physical researcher. His name is Gustave Gilly, and he defined ectoplasm as being very variable in appearance. Sometimes it's vaporous, sometimes it's a plastic paste, and sometimes it's a bun- bundle of fine threads, and sometimes it's a membrane with swellings or fringes or some fine And sometimes it's fabric. that chair over there. Exactly. <laughs> so that just seems extremely convenient. Like, well, sometimes, sometimes pins, it looks sometimes like this. my hair clip. Sometimes, other times it look like that. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to follow this I'm going to need you to narrow it down. They will not. That's one thing they do not do in paranormal research is try to narrow things down. But then there are also other claims that ectoplasm begins as clear, almost invisible, but it darkens as the psychic energy strengthens within it. So are these psychics doing some sort of magic trick that makes silly putty come out their nose? Oh, we'll get there. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll get there. I can't wait to surprise Peter when he comes to visit with my new ectoplasm. <laughs> this this cool new party trick. He's like, Emma, I've missed you so much. I'm like, but first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We should practice. No, we're not going to practice. 
I'll get there. It's, it's not how he meets her other sister, Sarah. It's probably yeah, sure. Let's do it that in, way. On your nose. <laughs> Is there something? Yeah, do it like you're a party clown and just like pull it out of your nose, like. <laughs> So there, there's also other accounts about ectoplasm saying that in extreme cases, it can have an odor. There are other people who say that it disintegrates in the light, which, again, convenient to say the least. I would say so. It's important to note that seances were performed in almost complete darkness. And that was for the, and I'm using air quotes, the, the spirits. The spirits needed complete darkness. So also because they don't want the people who are paying hundreds of pounds to see the strings and sticks behind the illusions. Because if, like, there's a lot of uh, parlor tricks that were used in seances at, during this time, like table turning and a bunch of other cool stuff that you can look up. And it's all strings and mirrors and curtains and sometimes just straight up dolls that pop out from under the table. Gosh, I think I found a new hobby. They were a gullible people. I'll just say that. I finally have an apartment that I can host people in and I really, really badly want to involve parlor tricks in my first hosting activity. Hey, I'm Emma. I'm new here. Uh, You want to come over for some dinner and a seance? (laughs) But first, pick a card. (laughs) (laughs) So... Let's let's go back to um, Gustav Geely. So Gustav Geely believed that the material was a living substance. Now, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, yeah, I'm bringing him back. He also had some findings on ectoplasm as well. He believed and or he asserted that ectoplasm shared a special physical relationship with the medium who produced it. It was like a sensitive part of their body. And and this is a direct quote. Yes, because it's coming. If you look at these photos, it's it's cloth and foam and silly string that's like coming out of their face holes. Yeah, it's coming out of their like their nose and their ears and their mouth. Mm-hmm. And I'll describe it a little bit more whenever I get to like the the MythBusters <laughs> behind this. Do you think it's real, Emma? Oh, we'll see. you know I do. Stay tuned. And basically, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was like, "Yeah, if you seize it or if you pinch it, the medium will scream." <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's allowed. It's funny it's how that works. Yeah, and then other accounts, not by Doyle, strictly instructed participants not to touch the ectoplasm. Do you know why, Emma? Because they're made of foam. No, because it could kill the medium. Oh, all clever! Right. That's very. So we have to protect the medium. Very, very clever. Clever. So now, now this is my next section, which is called the ectoplasm hypothesis slash, but why though? <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of ectoplasm came about because of these followers of spiritualism. They wanted a physical explanation for what they're seeing or what they think they're seeing during these very, very convincing wink, wink seances. <laughs> And so something must be within the human body of a medium that is providing this psychic force. It's responsible for levitating objects and stuff like that. Must be. There must be an answer. And that's what these scientists are saying too. These Nobel laureates, like there must be an answer to this. And it's not fishing wire. (laughs) It's ectoplasm. And then you have to go back and think about how convincing seances were back then. They were a lot easier to fool than your modern modern consumer today. Um, and the science, you know, as you- I would argue against that. I would say, I bet there are some things that in the future people are going to be like, they're ridiculous. I can't believe they believe that. I don't think we're past gullibility. That's 
that's fair. It's very easy for me to say that now, but look at all these people who were saying that then. They were saying, this, mm. this, you guys need to start paying attention. This is the next frontier. The I'm next frontier. All right, yes. What are we being duped about? Yeah. Something. I don't know. Let us know. The two party system. The two par- Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not Imagine if we, call. imagine if we got past that and then future like citizens were like, why though but why but why <laughs> why did you <laughs> that's that? a good question man are you football teams i don't under you have a mascot don't i don't get it work to do <laughs> <laughs> so as you might have guessed in this quest for science and scientific explanation they would sometimes take samples of the ectoplasm um and they would send it out for testing and they obviously these have never been tested to be anything fancy they're ne- they're always random non-supernatural natural things uh, and so a lot of times what it is is usually just gauze or like cheesecloth or just like regular ordinary like muslin just cheesecloth it's cheesecloth ectoplasm is cheesecloth <laughs> so this section is called busted <laughs> yes please yes so this is how we this is what they were doing to create ectoplasm which how honestly far up my nasal passageway do i need to shove the gauze oh so they swallow it <gasps> and then they regurgitate it Ugh! and and you'll i'm notice, so sorry for the people whose ears i just hurt but oh my god no i don't swallowing do cheesecloth and then regurgitating it back up sometimes through the nose i don't even quite know how they're doing that this is their entire job. Like a lot of the, like I forgot what her name is. There was one woman who was a very prominent medium and ectoplasm was her bag. And she, her husband was a, was a famous magician. And it's like, yeah, this makes this tracks. Like you look yeah. at, you look at some of the stuff Houdini did and then you look at ectoplasm and you're like, yep. You know, the number, if they were, if those people were modern day, the number of them that would show up in the ED with gauze hanging out the back of their throat. <laughs> Or a, cl- a cheesecloth stuck up their nose, or an infection from remnants of the cheesecloth. Like, this is not without risk. Yeah, I didn't think I needed to say this, but listener, dear listener, do not try this at home. <laughs> please don't. Even though Emma threatened to do it just now, please yeah, don't. Emma is a medical doctor, legitimately, and she <laughs> says, do not swallow the cheesecloth. It may seem fun, but don't Even do it. Even though I said I was going to do it earlier. You should not. You should not. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Trust her. And um, one thing they also did, if you look at the photos of the quote-unquote ectoplasm, is a lot of it will have faces in it, like p- images of faces. So they would like cut out pictures from magazines and newspapers and stick them in the cheesecloth, then swallow it, then regurgitate it so they could pretend they were spirits of the dead. Wow. Yeah, they deserve that nickel. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, good for you, man. So around, so about this time, so in the late 1800s, again, we have this new nonprofit organization, the Society for Psychical Research. Yes, that's not psychical. A real thing. <laughs> yes, it's a real thing. I think it's still going. Oh, let man. me just look this up. It, yeah, it was formed 139 years ago. I could have gone if I had that on my resume. Not many, Emma. <laughs> Not many. Sometimes I pull cheesecloths out my throat. Sometimes I I go to my chapter meetings for the Psychical Society. The Psychical Research. Well, anyway, what did they do? They were like, wait a minute. Could this be fake? Hmm. 
Turns out, yes, it, it could be. So they start debunking mediums left and right. They figure out all their parlor tricks, the spirit photography, the sealed letter reading. They figure out all of it. And so everyone has a not fun time. And uh, yeah, that's what ectoplasm is. But then it just from that, I don't know. I ha- couldn't research what happened between 1900 and uh, 1980 when Ghostbusters came out. I'm sure ectoplasm <laughs> was recent, was uh, talked about before then, but it just became part of like paranormal culture. It's funny because it's exactly what you thought it was at the very beginning in the sense that like when you heard it in movies, it was just like sort of a vague spooky reference. It's ectoplasm. And that's exactly what it has become. So vague, yeah. spooky reference. Vague, spooky things. To beef up, to beef up a um, line in a, a horror movie. I didn't know it came out of their face holes. No, I definitely didn't see that. I thought of it more as like like a ghost touched this. Again, very, yeah. very Ghostbusters-y. I was thinking very slimy. Slimy, yeah. It's uh, cheesecloth, very much cheesecloth-y. So. I am really just, I don't, I just can't get that that visual out of my head of someone like swallowing photos and cheesecloth and then regurgitating it or i i'm trying to figure out how someone's getting it through their nasal passageway i don't know that is just that is commitment my friend well we don't know a lot of the stuff how houdini did a lot of the tricks that he did i bet if you packed a bunch of the gauze up in your nose you could slowly kind of pull it out right it would become looser as you're pulling it out so you can put it in packed and then yeah, it's it's very much like David Blaine magic that it's like it's not really magic. Jesus. It's just <laughs> chase it. It's not really magic. It's just it's just David Blaine. It's just it's just David Blaine. <laughs> this is David Blaine horror at its finest. The origin of ectoplasm. Thank you so much Ariana for suggesting this. This Yes, was this was amazing. Amazing. I'm tickled. <laughs> I came home tired from orientation and I am rejuvenated. I'm so glad. That's the power of ectoplasm for you. That's the power of ectoplasm. But before we go, Emma, um, did you want to just let everybody know what the um, patrons are going to be picking for our next movie? Yes. So there are three options. There's going to be Shaun of the Dead. And yes, that was Shaun, I said. And then there's going to be the platform up for the vote. And then there's going to be Ma. So those will be the three that are being voted on um, by our new cohort of patrons. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing that I just wanted to do, because I thought it was kind of cool, is I wanted to shout out the top cities and countries that are trending our podcast. Oh, my God. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) That is fun. And I think I might continue doing this um, just because I think it's cool. Um, So and because it keeps changing, I think that's why I find it interesting. So this the past week, our top trending ones, number one has been Nashville. Nashville? Yeah. Dope. Yeah. So if you're from Nashville, we see you. We see you. Number two has been from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, okay. And then number three is from Los Angeles. So so random. So random, which is so fun. And then as far as countries, number one is the good old US of A. USA. Number two is Australia. Cool. And number three is Mexico. That's so random and I love it. I love it. And it changes too. So next week I'll update y'all with like the new, the new top one. So oh, thank you to all the cities and countries and to everyone who's listening to us. It makes us feel all warm and fuzzy. Thank you world. And thank you club members. We love you. And we will see you guys uh, next week for the movie that our patrons, our patron overlords uh, tell us to watch. Exactly. And I will update the um, Instagram and Facebook once we get a uh, result from that poll. Once they give us their um, 
demands. Ruling. <laughs> They're ruling. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next time. You stay spoopy. All right. Stay spoopy, guys. Bye.